Hello, and welcome back to another Mindfully Love podcast episode. We are Chloe and Michael, and we are so excited to have you back for another juicy topic. Hi, Mike. Hi, Chloe. Hi, everyone. Um, this is attempt number two at doing this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Again. Again, for the last time, uh, it was the second time within a month that we forgot to hit record. So it was a wonderful chat, um, but perhaps not something we now have on record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. No. Well, today we are talking about breaking the cycle and mm. what does that mean and what that looks like and why it's so important to become a cycle breaker and continue recognizing things and cycles that don't serve us anymore and breaking them. Mm, breaking mm. them. Breaking them. Super buzzword, this one, mm. isn't it? Be yes. a cycle breaker. Mm. Being a cycle breaker. So what does but it all... really mean? Mm, good question. Yeah. It means to be a cycle breaker means becoming aware of behaviors and habits, thoughts and beliefs that hold us back and choosing to change them. Choosing to change them, yeah. Choosing to change them, yeah. Breaking them. Breaking them. And that is the most important part, choosing to change them. Because if we all take a second right now, a few seconds, to recognize or to have a think of some habits, thoughts, beliefs, behaviors that we think we do on a daily basis that we know don't serve us, we know that holding us back, we know they make us feel yucky inside or they're not good for physical body or for our mental state. Yeah, we all have those. But to actually consciously choosing to change them, choosing to break that cycle of those behaviors, habits, thoughts, and beliefs, it's the key word here Yeah, because we all have those cycles. And it's not realistic and it's not possible to break all those cycles in our lifetime. Yeah, so it's not Mm. about becoming this perfect version of ourselves. It's it's about becoming the best version of ourselves, yeah, doing the best Mm. that we can. And if you are choosing to consciously change one cycle this year, that's more than enough, yeah. And realising that these habits, thoughts and behaviours were passed on to us from previous generations in our in, in our parents' role models and our environment around us, it's also very important. Because if we're having a think of all those things, most of them are things that are passed down to us. Some of them are things that we created ourselves, yes, but most of those are things that were passed down from other generations. So if we take a moment to think about some of those beliefs, values that we hold on to, thoughts that we have about different things, even habits, traditions. Have a think of some of those things that really don't really resonate with you, but you just do them because that's what you've been doing since you were little. Mm. Becoming self-aware, I think, is perhaps one of the most challenging components of breaking the cycle. Becoming aware of these beliefs, these stories, these thoughts, the conditioning that really, I mean, uh, you know, particularly that that's been modelled to us and stems from our really early childhood. Um, 
that we've grown up around, that we've experienced, that really formed the fabric of our default mode networks, our views of reality, the way we see the world, the way we navigate the world, Mm. that have just become the complete norm to how we exist, to how we um, carry ourselves through life. It can be a very difficult thing to become self-aware of that and to notice when these are stories that aren't serving us in a positive way. Um, you know, through our own experiences, we've learned, you know, I've, I've certainly learned um, these stories around looking at life realistically. Mm. You know, I, I'm a realist. I, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's an excuse to be pessimistic. It's an excuse to hope, to dream, to take a risk, to try new things. Um, and it's a very comfortable place and a way that, um, you know, for many years, I and I, I know many other people who fit that mold, mm. uh, particularly those of uh, uh, particularly men who, um, uh, you know, already have a capacity for a logical way of thinking that we're told to look away from the emotions and to see the world from a realistic perspective. Um, how that no longer serves someone like me or how that no longer serves us is is really the challenge in itself. Um, uh, not all these things are, are, are quite clear to us. And like you said, some of these things are, are, are beliefs and stories that have passed down from generations, generations, mm. you know, our, our great, great grandparents passing it down through, you know, their their experiences of life and, and teaching that to their children, passing forward, passing forward until it reaches us. And, now we're trying to figure out what to do with it. Exactly. And if we exa- if we're using an example, um, you know, let's let's take emotions. If we take an example of crying equals as you being weak. Yeah. And have a think that, you know, our parents grew up having this belief. And they grew up having this belief instilled in them, yeah, from their own parents and their own grandparents. So knowing that that belief will pass through generations until we choose to say no more. I do not agree with this belief. I want to create a new belief around what crying looks like, what crying really means. And, I'm, you know, we're talking about emotions because I know it is a big, um, a big component of our, of our work. And it's a big thing with new parents now breaking the cycles around what we, what emotions look up mean and what emotions look like and um, mean and how do we work around emotions? So really breaking a cycle means recognizing the things that are holding us back, beliefs that are holding us back, habits that are holding us back. And as you said, becoming aware of where they came from, realizing that this is not something that I chose to believe, that I chose to do, you know, on whenever I do it. It's something that someone told me, this is how we do this. This is what this means. But as an adult right now, I'm making a conscious decision to change this and making that conscious choice to create a new habit, to create a new cycle of how you want this to look like. So, for example, if we are taking the um, the crying, you know, if you're a parent that you grew up always, you know, thinking that, always been told that when you cry that means you're weak we don't cry in this house stop being weak as an adult and as a parent if you want to make a conscious choice to change that you start 
talking about crying in a different way. So when your child cries around you, what well, first of all starts with you, you start allowing yourself to cry non-judgmentally, kindly, without shame, without guilt. You start self-soothing yourself, giving yourself that love and acceptance, especially when you're crying, especially when you have that big emotion. That's the first part of breaking that cycle. And then what that looks like as a parent, when you are then, I guess, instilling new beliefs into your own um, children, you're creating a new belief around what crying means to you. It's okay to cry. I'm here. So being able to encourage that. Mm. And what's incredible about breaking that cycle is that the cycle can exist in any area of our life. So um, using the, the obviously the example of emotion is a, is a really easy one. It's in how many other areas of our lives these stories or these thoughts or these uh, these patterns exist anywhere from the way we view money, the way we um, see or or view relationships, relationships with our partners, relationships with people, um, the way we view the world. Uh, all these stories, you know, and, and I, I suppose when they're mostly ingrained in us from young serve a purpose for us moving forward in in the space of being comfortable. Mm. Why would why would we change when this has served me in a way that um, has kept me safe and kept me comfortable all my life? You know, I, I know one um, one reference point you use or one example you use often is with regards to trust. Um, the, the the message instilled in you was never trust anyone, never trust anyone to do the work that you, you want to do. And I, I see it in a lot of people our age and a lot of even young adults who begin to carry this as an identity, these stories, you know, um, if you want something well you know, done well, you know, you do it yourself, uh, um, you know, it, uh, never trust anyone. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people that really identify themselves with those stories uh, and, you know, the, the safety or comfort around them means mm. why would I, why would I want to change that? Why would I want to break that? Um, but, you know, I, I love the way you said it, you know, these are, um, it, it's a choice what we're choosing to carry forward and what we choose to carry forward and without the appropriate reflection or review on the way that we look at these things, who's to say whether it's just a, you know, a, a, a comfort thing that we follow along because it's all we've known and who's to say it's something that is actually benefiting us and serving us. Yeah. And it takes courage. Yeah. It takes courage to break a cycle, to be a cycle breaker. It takes um, a lot of bravery to do that, to stand up to your own beliefs, to stand up to your family beliefs and habits and behaviors and thoughts, things that you, you know, others just know us. That's how it is to be able to really start questioning it and challenging it and really diving deep and see how this makes you feel. Does it really resonate? And if we're going to give an example, I know I dived, deep, I dived into a little bit before, but if we give an actual example of that looks like, yeah, so if we, um, if we take crying again, let's take crying as an example again, um, and that cycle starts with, you know, a child's crying and a parent's yelling at them, telling them, you're weak. Yeah, crying means you're weak. Then that kid grows up, becomes a parent, 
and tells their own child, stop crying. And then that parent decides to break the cycle, decides to try something different, knowing that that didn't work with them. And instead of telling them to stop crying aggressively, it's kindly telling them by telling them you're okay. You're okay. So even though they're not telling them to stop crying, they're doing it in a bit of a gentle way, but still is telling them you're okay, still invalidating their emotion. Mm. And then as you as that child grows up, learns a different way, continues to break that cycle. And when their child cries, they say things like, I can see you're upset. It's okay. I am here. And that's so powerful because we know that breaking the cycle doesn't mean perfecting the cycle right away either. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of, if, we, if we're talking about um, generation trauma as well, um, it's kind of passing down baggage that's smaller than what you were passed down, like that your parents passed on to you. And then it's kind of like we're passing out less and less baggage. Yeah, the same thing is with the cycle breaker. We're kind of breaking the cycle until we, in a way, make it fit our parenting, make it fit our life and what we want to live our life by, like what values, what beliefs, what habits, what thoughts, what behaviours we want to be doing and thinking on a daily basis that we live a life that works best for us. Mm, I, I love that example. Um, just the power of, and, and following on from what you said about there is no perfect, the power mm. of modeling and the powering of, the power of continuing to make your efforts to question, explore, break the cycle in your own way. Mm. It, it, we're not going to get it exactly right. Um, we're not, we're not going to be um, perfect. We might be the first in our um, in our ancestry to really try mm. to to change this to break the cycle. Yeah, um, it's it's the efforts that our children are going to witness. It's the modeling of wanting more and wanting better that mm. our children are going to witness that is going to influence them to continue to do the same thing. Yes, completely expedite the process it's mm. not it's not all on our shoulders to be able to fix this but it's on our shoulders that we know we can do better mm. it definitely can mm. and the first step is to become aware of all those things yeah to heal yourself you must know yourself so dive deep explore all those things that you're holding on to things that don't serve you or your family. Because we need to know where all our patterns and wounds come from firstly before we start any healing. And we can change our relationships. We can change the next generation and the world by starting with us, by starting with our own healing journey, by becoming our own cycle breaker. And it can be hard and it can be really difficult to get started with. And this is why we're here, 
that is this is why we started mindfully laughed to support others to do this work as we have been doing it for the past seven eight years so if you are wanting to start this journey if you are wanting to learn more about how to start this journey in a supported container click the link below so you can learn more about our new offering, Mindfully Healing, an eight-week course for couples, which will guide you, guide you into our journey of healing and growth together with your partner, together with us, to be able to start breaking cycles before becoming parents. Let's all do this work now before we start passing on things that don't serve us to the next generation. Mm, very excited for this one. Thank you, everybody. Thank you all for listening <laughs> <laughs> to another episode of the Mindful Love Podcast. See you next time. Much love. Bye. <laughs>